continuing our tango of the genders, it's the Integrateness Podcast with Jason and Jolene. We had a great conversation last week about this topic. There's so much to talk about, we're going to continue it this week, basically. Yeah. Right? There are so many layers and so many um, things to consider. And really what we want you guys to do is look at like where this is impacting your life, where you have preconceived conditioning to behave a certain way that you may want to actually review and shift and, you know, make space for, or where, um, you know, where you're like, no, I'm pretty good and solid in my approach right here. And I can see why that might be problematic in all these places, or I can see why now that person has been responding to me this way or that, right? Because we are all allowed to have our preferences, our opinions. Um, but it's sometimes so well, it's always more beneficial when we can just understand where that sits in the bigger picture, right? And it's funny too, because I, I get into conversations with a buddy of mine about this a lot, because he's big on this whole gender issue thing and equality mm. and and i always and i because i tend to overgeneralize so i this is my opinion on equality yeah everyone is entitled to be treated the same and have the same opportunities so why is this such a hard concept to grasp and my friend always comes back though with something that's like it's because you've got different groups like you know the the straight male and then then, then the the lgbtq and everything that have within them their own kind of agendas that they want to take priority right and that's where you sort of get things out of balance even though it's a very simple problem it seems like it's complicated because everyone has their own thing that they want to address yeah and i would say i'm flashing back to my early days in uh my social work education and i remember learning the difference between equality and equity and there was this image of these three kids that were trying to look over a fence and look at a baseball game and they were all different heights and equality would be giving every single kid a one foot box to stand on. <laughs> and <Even> only <laughs> only one of the kids was tall enough to look over. Mm -hmm. um, equity is where the two foot kid is given a three foot box and the three foot kid is given a two foot box and the six foot kid isn't given anything because he can already see over the fence. Yeah. Right. And I, I believe in that. And I even see my kids argue about this. They want everything to be fair, but then they're all at different levels and it's completely unfair at the end if I really do give things fairly all the time, right? Yeah. It's a really interesting dynamic. I think there's a time for equality and then a time for equity. equity. I, I, right? I agree. We had that at staff meetings when I was at work at BC. And one of the meetings, we always just sort of would sit. They decided everyone would sit in a circle because in the circle, everyone would be equal. But I, I remember telling someone, I don't, why are we sitting in a circle? And they kind of explained it that way. But I said, but I don't want to sit in a circle. And why not? Because we're not all equal right now. I'm like, what do you make per hour? Because you're oh. a vocational counselor. You know, $32. Yeah, I make 20 So we're not equal, are we? Wow. They didn't like that. But I, I was pointing out, this is just because we're sitting in a fucking circle. Doesn't make me feel any more powerful. Yeah. Wow. But it made them feel good. Feel like, yeah. Oh, my God. So I sat outside the circle. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> and a few other people ended up, too, because they're wow. like, valid point. Wow, but they might not have looked at that. Other people might have looked at that and been like, oh yeah, it's circle, everyone wants to be equal, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I really love when somebody sits outside the circle. I'm you're the thinking that's always outside You're the not circle. even thinking outside the box. You're outside the circle. <laughs> Holy shit, that's awesome. So we were thinking, and I was literally just thinking about, um, you know, gender differences in sports and stuff. So my kids... Um, my girls are in uh, a U7 team. My son is U9 and they have girl, they have mixed teams right now, but there is an option, uh, I think maybe next year for my girls to go on an all girls team. Well, there's a little bit of disgruntled 
you know, team kind of morale because the girls team is not as advanced as the boys team and they're, they want to play them to get better, but some teams have had to play them quite a bit and they're stomping them. Right. So it's not really fair for the girls and it's not fair for the advancement of those other teams too. So they're just not matched the same. Right. Um, and it was interesting because just, just like the, these last couple months, one of the rinks in town created an uh, like a girls change room. So here we are in 2023 with the very first female change room. Isn't that wild? Like that, That's that is ridiculous. so archaic. Well, because back in the day, there was probably very few girls even playing hockey, right? Yeah. So Memorial Arena, when I played it, there's just like the two change two rooms. Change room. yeah. yeah. So now we have a specific girls change room that can be used and it's interesting because I remember thinking, well, that's kind of messed up because everywhere I'm going where there's new builds, they're doing gender neutral bathrooms. So yep. I just went to my investors and their brand new office has um, just like a hallway with like six individual bathrooms, no, not gender marked. And I was like, wow, look at this. Or we talked about some of the restaurants in town that are all just like one place to wash your hands, but private bathrooms separately, right? So it was really interesting to be like, well, that's kind of cool. And for me with three kids, I'm like, that's dreamy because now I don't have to send my son in by himself. Like there's all these crazy things that happen when you go to the pool, you got two girls and then you got a son and they're saying that my nine-year-old son can't come in with me, but now I'm sending him with strangers to get changed in a public bathroom by himself, right? So any private bathroom to me is dreamy because I keep all my kids in one spot but then the staff there was like yeah it's kind of fucked up to share with a man because now i'm just cleaning pee up off the seat (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah uh, what there's a restaurant in town that does that too couple of them shark shark club shark club and and then um bright eye bright eye which i I, it took me a bit of shock at first but i'm like all right well it kind of works but you were saying there's like a nightclub well, I feel like the shark club turns into a nightclub. At night it does. And, and I mean, honestly, guys, if I were in my 20s and there was a joined bathroom, like I just, that's trouble in oh, so many dude. ways. Like even just me washing my hands there, I was like, I feel like I've done something wrong. <laughs> I'm looking at this guy beside me. It was just so weird. And again, that's because we're conditioned to be segregated. Yeah. Right? It's just it's something to get used to. But I, yeah. I think you brought up, given what happens at nightclubs, when people get drunk or high yeah, or and vulnerability and vulnerabilities, and... that's kind of a bit of asking for trouble. And then I kind of, in my mind, go, why did they make this change? Did they feel like they had to? Because that's the way you're, what you're supposed to do? To be progressive, to be progressive and keep with our times. Or, you know what I mean? Like, just sometimes you wonder if they've stopped and thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. I think there's a lot of very um, controversial things that are happening where that is the case. It's like the pressure from the public or to keep up with the times to do that. But it does come with its consequences. We're looking at our whole um, approach to the trouble with drugs and homelessness right now is the same thing. At what point are we just perpetuating the problem through enabling, right? Oh, exactly. So again, it's this whole so much public pressure creates these knee-jerk reactions and then we create this really kind of probably a messed up response, right? Um, so it's We're, interesting. I don't know. I'd be curious what other people's thoughts around that are because in some places it doesn't matter. Like I said, in my investor's office, it's a business building. And it was just nice to have separate bathrooms, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like if you got to take a poop, that's kind of dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> your own space to go, yeah, right? right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think and that's something that's going to, I think over the next several years, we'll see that dust settle into a rhythm where it works. Totally. 
Yeah. And for some women, they might have felt a little threatened by that, not protected by that. Or for some men, they might even felt like, well, this is kind of weird. I don't want to be seen as a predator here. And now men might be a little more self-conscious going to the bathroom with like women washing their hands. Yeah. There, right. Watch what they say in there. Yeah, totally. Um, and then so another thing we were thinking about is like workplaces. So we definitely have like gender specific roles and where we're surprised. And I mean, there's, you know, so much more. Um, integration huh? nah. of, men, <laughs> of men and women in different careers, but there's some that really stand out, you know, and it's always interesting to me because like domestic stuff, like cooking is, is typically a female role in the house in our like older, like times, conditioned times, but most cooking shows are always like these powerful men. It well, always that, uh, Emerald Lagasse. What's yeah. That? What's oh, that bam. Or the, um, yeah, yeah. The um, yeah. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, guy. that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember just being like, man. And then it's so funny because even like makeup artists, it's always like this amazing man. Like often, um, like a, a gay male sometimes, right? But like, I would always be like what the fuck? You're hijacking our specialties, right? <laughs> the one area that you have not hijacked yet, men, is probably the only one I can think of. Um, daycares. So You were saying. Yeah, so my kids um, have like a really great outdoor-based daycare. It's a huge center. Um, and at one point in time for about four months, I think, there was a male that was there. And I remember watching him like outside playing guitar with the kids and stuff. And I remember being like, oh, that's really cool, especially for like kids who need male role models in their life because they already have enough women beaking at them. I see my son go through that a lot. He doesn't have a lot of male role models in his life. Um, so, I mean, now he does sort of with hockey and stuff, but still like there's just a lot of females telling him what to do, right? Yeah. School teachers, all that kind of stuff, daycare teachers. Um, but I remember there was like this weird and maybe because they knew him and they were watching him interact there, but there was this weird um, perception of him like, yeah, something's messed up. He's weird. Something weird about him. And yeah. Like, Which is, it shouldn't be. No. Because there are male teachers. And there's dads who can take care of their kids and change Perfectly diapers. Fine. And right? Yeah, like, right? it doesn't. But yeah, there was definitely this level of weirdness and concern that I, um, that I had kind of heard people express uh, concern about. And it could have been specific to an individual. Or it could have just been that was not a role they were used to a man being in. Right? And I try to think back to my son's daycare and preschool experiences, and I don't think there's any men mm -mm. involved at all. Well, there's no money in that business. Let's be real, guys. True, true. Yeah. So, and again, that's a social conditioning of income and purpose and power that way, right? But yeah, so I can think of daycare. I'm trying to think of anything else that might be a very odd thing that, like, you know not typically was... a lot of men would do. Oh, that not a lot of men would do. Yeah, I think or that's I guess... really, really it. What's something very mask like men? Well, when I landscape related, I was on the um, brick and block crew, mm -hmm. so we did all like you know like the Allen block walls yep. and the stone steps and all that. And a big chunk of the job, like I spent days like hauling buckets of dirt out of a site and then hauling Allen blocks back in. Yeah, they're heavy. They're like seventy five pounds of block. Yeah, and then the buckets were probably about the same like all day. And there was women who were landscapers on the yard crew that wanted to do the brick and block job. Yeah, but physically. Couldn't. Couldn't do it. But there's kind of an uproar a bit about that because, yeah. well, we should have that opportunity to do it. And it was something like you just, there's days I can barely do it. Yeah. For and like if it's eight around, to 10 hours a day. Yeah. We need to get this job done as fast you as we quick, can. Right? right. And so there's always a bit of like pissing and for lack of a better word, pissing yeah. and moaning about it that, oh, women should be able to do that too. But it's like, but you just couldn't physically. There's some women I'm sure that could. Yeah. But not the majority of the ones that were totally. raking leaves and, you know, doing pruning and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I do see a lot of female landscapers out there for sure. Tons. But yeah, that's an interesting piece around like the level of strength needed for yeah. it or those kinds of things. And that's right? just what it comes down to. Yeah. It's just the, the physical, the physicality to pull it. Yeah, up. and that's also the thing. Like when we look at sports teams, so we talked about um, that, but we also, you know, there are very like big differences between the male's body and the female's body and where their strengths and and maybe I don't want to say weaknesses are but that kind of thing right mm-hmm. and of course like we're not fully black and white thinking but there are you know general things more athleticism and like I, I see the differences between the sports teams and stuff right when we I watch the same age kids play um there is difference um just in strength and I know when I've tried things um like especially like like wakeboarding and shit i'm always like man i could be out there practicing as much as i wanted and then some asshat who's drank like 12 beers like oh hey i'm gonna try that and he's out there like killing it and i'm like it's only because your legs are so strong (laughs) it is literally literally what it's about it's not even a skill thing at that point it's because you're so strong you're capable of doing that task right (laughs) and then some people are naturally more athletic with better balance that's male and female that's literally all it comes down when i box there's some female fighters in there that were just like that got it way faster than i ever did they were just naturally designed to do that it took me longer to pick it up and like you said you know even going to yoga you're like it's fucking hard it's fucking so my my, my Pilates classes, I do the reformer Pilates and it is like 98% women, like 99% probably. There's two men that I've seen there mm-hmm. and they struggle with flexibility. Their, their form in the exercises is so different than the rest of us ladies, but they're there, they're doing it, they're showing yep. up and they very clearly probably have some low back pain and they've got specific reasons why they're doing it. Just like you, you had to start going because of your shoulder injury, yeah. right? Shoulder and arm and, and arm. Yeah. And arm. <laughs> uh, ears and toes. <laughs> eyes and nose (laughs) but that there right and you probably notice like yeah my body's moving a little bit more awkwardly until you really kind of get into like developing muscles you probably never traditionally developed growing up right right? well it's funny taking it back to something we were talking about last week because there's there's some people in there and most of the people who are there are women there's quite a few guys actually i'm finding a lot there's there's a lot of men my age and older showing up Mm -hmm. but women who are good and they're so good at it like i mean they can be on their head Right? Yeah. For like five minutes. And I wanted, there's one time, there's this one gal that's there, I see her quite a bit. I've never talked to her, but I wanted to say, wow, you're really good at this. And then you worried. Then I worried about it. You'd be creepy. Right? Ah. But it was funny. You know what, Jason? Try it. Try it. This is our, this is our experiment, guys. (laughs) He'll post it on a reel. Take a picture of her and accuse her of. (laughs) (laughs) You're just shaming me because I'm mad and I think you're good at something. This is proof. (laughs) This is proof of what I said in my podcast last week. Fuck. I can't do yoga here anymore. <laughs> right now I've been banned. We're <laughs> <laughs> commenting on someone. No, but try it. Yeah, try right. Try it. So I actually, one of my clients did that. Um, he was in a yoga class down, I think, um, like down in the Kootenays there. And he was like, yeah, I ended up, um, you know, connecting with some people. And he was like, I, like I, in a non-perverted way, really wanted to tell this girl that she was really good. And I yep. kind of wanted to, I always wanted to kind of go beside her because I liked the, just watching like how she flowed through yeah. the positions and you and learned stuff. by watching other people. For sure, right? So yeah, definitely try that. And very genuinely like pay attention to, okay, how was I picking my words? How was right. I this? And then see how it's received. Because if it were me, I would be... I'm complimented when my teachers are like, when the instructors are like, Jolene, you're so much stronger this week, hey? Like, holy, look at you. And I was like, thank you. And I actually got really excited one time because I was like, that is so validating because I was just thinking that this class of like, I've reached a new level of strength and flexibility and, you know, um, so it was really cool when someone else saw that. So 
Will you try that? I at will some try point? it. Yeah. Okay. If I but end up in the same class with her again. Right. Kind of so that like, yeah, and that but, segues us into that dating dynamic of like if you show up in this like straightforward, honest way, is that being misperceived as you being creepy, creepy too forward? Whatever, right? Yeah. And there's there, I mean, I, Jesus, it's been so long since I've dated. <laughs> I did a good date, but, but it was. But even before that, there's all these experiences. Like you finally. And it was usually when I'd ask people, it was people that I worked with or, you know, because I was just easier, went to school with. So you would finally, after weeks of agonizing, Mm -hmm. work up the energy and the confidence to ask and wait for that. And that's half of it. I watched the video where the guys explain, you wait for that moment that feels like it's the right one. Right. And so you finally get the nerve to do it. And they say, sure. And then they don't show up. Right. It's interesting because I feel like there's also this dynamic of like, if somebody actually responds back to you, I think actually we should do an episode on rejection at some point. Let's write that down. I'm writing it down right now, you guys. Um, But, you know, we, I think there's been so much rejection in that realm um, that people are expecting it. So then if somebody actually responds back with matched energy or more, it's like, it's this whole like push pull dynamic, right? And we know that based on attachment styles and, and all of that. And and I, I witnessed that myself because I'm a pretty much like, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you and I'll be responsive. There's no game plan. I'll respond when I read, yeah, I'll respond when I read the message or things like that. Like there's, there's no like weird waiting game and things like that, but it's very interesting to witness um, where people will ebb and flow with that. And it sounds like, and a lot of the stories from the people I support as well, it's like the minute somebody starts to show interest, they're instantly backing away. Yes. And I've known people who are like that for, for like quite often, like various other fear of like a commitment or like, wait a minute, I'm not used to this happening. That's what right? it is. I'm yeah. not used to this happening. Right. And yeah. that's why I'm always telling people choose different, choose different. So if yeah. something's happening, that isn't what you're used to, Choose different and see where that goes. Because typically we're drawn to the same patterns that we're used to, which yep. is chasing somebody or avoiding or something, right? So what's making you lean in? What's making you lean away? But essentially choose different. Choose maybe the person that is treating you different than. Yeah, or decently or, or what have yeah, you, Yeah, right? totally. Yeah, it's interesting. But like, again, that goes to this whole dynamic we were talking about of that polarity around the chaos and order, masculine, feminine, yep. yin, yang, black, white, yeah. You know what was funny too? Because I thinking back to some of those experiences, especially after when my after my dad passed away. So, you know, you'd I'd tell my mom, oh yeah, I'm going out on this date on Friday or something like that, blah, blah, blah. And then when it'd, it'd be like the next day, oh, how did it go? And I'd be like, well, she didn't show up. And my mom would always be like, well, she was probably just too nervous too. And I'm like, what kind of fucking response is that? Well, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, that's just stupid. Or she didn't know how to say no. Well, it's really fucking simple. I'm not interested. I've done that when women have asked me out. I'm like, I'm totally. sorry. Like, totally. I'm just really not interested or I'm, I can't, you know. Honestly. Kind of or like, I just, yeah. Yeah, this just happened to me. There was somebody that uh, I had started a conversation with and it was like on a Thursday or something. And then my whole weekend was slammed with my kid's birthday, my birthday, family day. I had all these things. And I was like, I just don't want to respond because I didn't have the mental capacity. And then finally, by the time the time came to respond, I had really thought about a lot of different things. And I was like, I feel like I'm just like energetically burned out from a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I... I, I actually just messaged and said, I out of no disrespect, I, I like I do have to drop this conversation because I actually need to just step away because I have had like an energy burnout from this and I can't invest in it what I, I think should be invested if yeah. people are, you know, responding to conversations and stuff. Um, and I just said, like, wish you the best kind of thing. Um, and he responded with this really amazing response, which I, it's not amazing. It, it's it's what people, I think, deserve in, in that setting. But he was just like, thank you so much 
for like taking the time to then close this out. Um, And he says like, I completely understand. I'm almost at that point of like conversation burnout myself. Um, He's like, but I really appreciate that you took the time to close this out. So I didn't have to sit and wonder or, and I said like, it's, it's weird. Like all dropped conversations. If you have a friend that hasn't messaged you back in a day or, you know, in a couple hours, depending on the dynamics of your friendships or your boss doesn't respond, people come up with the craziest things in their head, right? If you, and you probably notice it in your marriage too, right? Like if Jess is kind of off one day, this is that same dynamic where you're just like weird. She didn't say hi the way she normally does or this or that. And you learn what's going on. What did I do? What, you know? And like when you're in unhealthy places, you misinterpret all of that and go into like a defense mode. And there's so many people I support where they're both just like, they're, they're like gridlocked in this like horn budding space of like not being able to really like work through that. Whereas like, when you can work on your own stuff, recognize, okay, I'm witnessing this is happening over here. I'll check in on it. Does this person need space? Do they need me to chase them? What yep. do they need? Right. But that takes a lot of awareness, a lot of practice, a lot of fails. That's a lot of fails. Like a lot of fails, <laughs> a lot of repair, a lot of, oh shit, I didn't realize that was worse for you or you yep. needed this instead. But that's a lot to invest, right? And I think that anytime we're in new workplaces, new friendships, new partnerships, or new conversations with people online, right? Those are big things to navigate that take a ton of energy when people, if, especially if people are responding from wounded places or habitual places or socially conditioned places or a simple belief of, whoa, that person's being too forward, they must be a player or that yeah. girl's being too standoffish, she must be, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, totally. And I think that you've just sort of hit the nail on the head. And I think in a world that we're in right now where things are so tumultuous maybe for lack of a better word and uncertain I think people are just more sensitive to all this kind of stuff right now and lazy in a sense too before back in the day our parents and grandparents were not doing emotional check-ins they were not being emotionally responsible for themselves responsive to others this was an entire element where it was you are the woman and this is what you do whether you're happy or not. You are the man and this is what you do whether you're happy or not. And this is how a household runs, right? That's it. And like I think about <laughs> it, my grandma, she was hand washing shit. She could probably carry those bricks no problem, right? She was hand washing shit on a farm for like six kids. Yep. And my grandpa was away at war. I don't think either of them were happy with that. No problem. And you just not. did what you did. But now we've evolved into a society where you don't have to just settle. No. You can be happy. But being happy in terms of satisfied go back to our satisfaction episode in order to be satisfied and have your needs met and have um uh you know self-determination and autonomy over the way your life is going it requires a shitload of time attention work and constant constant um uh, attentiveness to those things you can't just turn off no and you're you're doing that with yourself yes if you live with someone you're doing that with them (sighs) And if you're raising someone, you're, you're doing, doing it with them. them. Too, right? And so it, it becomes a juggling act. And it's exhausting. Yeah. It is, right? And I do think there's times where we turn that on. And then there's times where we get into this nice place where we can live amongst that, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Part two of our tango of the gender. I love that. Yeah. Tango thanks. of the gender. Thanks for dancing with us, guys and you- girls and everybody in no. between. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do a whole episode on that. Right. One day. And all animals and species. Exactly. So we'll be back next week with, what was that one we were going to talk about? Well, rejection. The rejection episode. Yeah. So you better tune in. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't, <laughs> fuck, we're going to take it so personally. <laughs> Until 
Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. Talk soon.